the Playhouse and That's Not Canon Productions acknowledge the Yuggera people, traditional custodians of the land on which we are recording this show today and all surrounding areas where we live, learn and work. We also pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to the Playhouse. Okay, Adele. That's not Adele quality. <laughs> that was beautiful. You say that you're not a singer and then you whip out those pipes. No, I mean, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, Hi, roomies. Hello, roomies. Lovely to see you. Well, not, you know what I mean. You lovely, to, lovely to be in your ear holes again. <laughs> oh! <laughs> we are in her ear holes. Unless it's on a speaker, then I guess we're not... Probably, do you reckon people are listening on their headphones or in like with like a speaker, like in a car or like? I I listen to podcasts in the car. I never really listen in my ear holes. <laughs> never do Maybe that. You should give it a try. <laughs> yeah, but it's normally in the car. I listen to podcasts. What that about you? Sense. Uh, if I'm ever doing like a long drive, that's when I'm a podcast gal. Yeah, but I used to love it on the train. That's why I thought of ear holes because you put your headphones in, in yeah, your earphones d- depending on your preference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cheeky. Bless. <laughs> Anywho, we've had so many cool guests on already. Oh, so many. Crazy. A whirlwind of fun. And Do we you feel reckon- we feel lucky as well at the same time to be speaking to these amazing people. Yeah. And people that we've looked up to as well as Indeed. artists. Absolutely. And I think we've been really, really, really lucky so far. And even lucky. I was going to say, even lucky also today. That was not good English. For <laughs> someone who's about to be a teacher, that, that was not, not good English. Good English. <laughs> You're okay. You're I'm trying okay. to figure out how to say it. We, we're, we're also lucky today. We've got a very iconic duo popping along. Ooh, before we announce this iconic duo, do you know any duos in musical theatre that you like? Oh. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have one? Well, I love The Lion King. Yeah, so, yeah. So, um, what's it called? The Meerkat, Meerkat. Timon and Pumba. Timon and Pumba. Legends. Yes, they are my favourite duo. What about you? Who's my favourite duo? Oh, you know what? Shout out to Firebringer, Jamila and Zazalil. Have you watched Firebringer before? No. You have to, it's on, um, all the Starkey shows are on YouTube. It's because I'm, like, it's it's a year, well, not from when this episode comes out, it's not a year, but from around now, it's a year since we were doing Firebringer. Oh, wow. And all my memories every day are, like, our like dress rehearsal because we obviously got shut down a week into the production because of Miss Coco. Miss Coco. Um, but all my Facebook memories recently have been fire good. I'm like, oh. oh. Yeah. But that's all right. That's all right. That's your favourite duo though? They're my favourite duo. If, we're, if yes. we're talking about like people. Yeah. Who's, who's your favourite like people duo? <laughs> that sounds gross. Well. <laughs> who's your well, favourite people duo? Well, actually. Huh. Cool transition here, because this week, Brooke, we have a very musically talented duo joining us on the show. Drum roll, please. It's Lynch and Patterson. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They are an iconic duo. Based in Brisbane, Lynch and Patterson, who actually do have first names, Lucas (laughs) D. Lynch and Samantha Patterson, they formed their own theatre company. They share a passion for making affordable, but also high-quality productions. Get that. Quality, mm. yes. Like, like Remy from Ratatouille would be like, That's what was perfection. And yes, they are bringing Brisbane professional and up-and-coming performers many opportunities to experience the magic of theatre. So, get this, 
from this podcast duo to this incredible theatre duo. Let's chat about some musical theatre. Bless. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Lynch and Patterson. Welcome to the show, Lucas and Sam. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Now, we're going to start straight away about how Lynch and Patterson came about. How did it all start? Oh, many oh, years ago. So many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we met on a production, a community theatre production of Phantom of the Opera and realised that we were had very similar interests in terms of music and loving a love of professional theatre. So we decided to do it ourselves, put it on ourselves. That was about eight years ago. Yeah, so yeah. we've come a long way. We officially started Lynch and Patterson as a business uh, about four, four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so we did that and I think it's just um, knowing both sides, I think, because we were the performers on one end and then now being the producers on the other end to know sort of that insider knowledge to how actors respond and how music, musicians respond and everything like that. So it's sort of having that um, all-rounded knowledge, which is why I think we love it even more so, because we just – oh, we love anything by theater, in theatre anyway. So yeah. <laughs> Anything and everything. Yeah. Absolutely. What made you guys want to start a company? Um, that's a big step. It is. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can't do shows without legally being a company. That's one thing. <laughs> yeah. um, I so. think we always dreamed about, like, putting on our favourite musicals and yeah. having our friends be part of it. And then we were like, okay, how would we actually achieve this? Yeah. <laughs> so we had to go officially, great, now we're a company and great, now we're going to audition and, and do all those steps and finally to end up where we are today, which is putting on a few big main stage productions every year yeah. as well as some smaller shows and cabarets. So Yeah, yeah. I think it was transitional. Mm. I think it was um, like we didn't immediately go, oh, no, we have to be company and da-da-da. We just trialled it ourselves. And knew that it worked. And then it was sort of just a progressive thing going, okay, well, I think we should establish ourselves as a company and makes accountants and everybody much happier that yeah. <laughs> for legal reasons. Yeah. Especially because you must have been still quite young at that point. There must have been so many barriers there. Like yeah. how, how, did, how did you actually, because it seems like such a big thing to make a theatre company, how do you actually get from point A to point B? <laughs> I suppose we didn't actually think about it. We just did it. Like it <laughs> yeah. was a lot. Uh, surprisingly, it wasn't so arduous. It was, you know, I mean, we were 19 when we met each other, yeah. which I feels like 100 years ago, <laughs> um, said the 27-year-old. I think um, we were about 22, 23 when we first yeah. started going, okay, we're going to put on a show. Mm. Musically, we knew how to create a concept of like a music concert. So that's what we had worked on previously. So we said, let's start with something we know and then all we have to do is figure out like the – behind the scenes stuff like how do we actually put a show on sale and how do we market that to people and that has definitely been a learning process from day one we were figuring it out as we went yeah baptism by fire yeah so definitely we didn't know everything from the beginning we learned a lot um the hard way but i feel like we figured out a pretty smooth running version of the company now yeah (laughs) absolutely and do you have any advice for aspiring musicians or producers? For musicians in particular, I suppose it sort of depends. I think it's if theatre in general is something that they want to be in, I think it's fantastic because they get to play different things. Um, I run uh, the orchestra cadenza chamber players and I, I built that on the premise that the players themselves um, get to do different things all the time that they don't just play it's going to be classical music all the time this or it's going to be just musical theater that it's like if I can integrate ballet and opera and musical theater and 
other stuff along the way. That's something to be diverse because I think that's the world we're living in, particularly Australia. I think for producers, it's if you want it badly enough, do it yourself. Mm. That's been my whole like philosophy. <laughs> yeah, I think I my advice for producers or anyone interested in producing would be um, find someone who's already doing what you want to do and learn how they do it or um, like jump on board as like an assistant or something to just observe and take in as much information as you can, just be a total sponge and then figure out, great, I loved the way they did that aspect, but I would do this thing different. So you just kind of figure out what works for you and what elements like resound with you. Like as producers, I think um, a lot of our um, ideas and decisions came from um, stuff that we had observed after being performers or um, on the creative team. And then we went, great, we're going to apply that now to how we're going to produce a show. Yeah. And as I was saying before, it's that insider knowledge going what it's like in front of the desk and behind the desk and knowing how we want to be that, make that more cohesive Mm. as a company. So. And you guys get to do the best of both worlds, basically. Well, we we are performing producers, so yes, that is that is also a a good benefit to it. But that you know, maybe that was part of it as well. Of course, Lydia Patterson, you know, we were performers and we wanted to have the opportunities ourselves. But it expanded very quickly beyond Mm. that. It's you know, two people, yes, but then there's seventy other people who we love giving opportunities to for orchestra and backstage and on stage, and you know, I think it escalated beyond Sam and I and I think that's what we love about it even more so yeah I think it definitely started from a place of um oh no one's doing this show so let's just do it ourselves so we can be in it or we Mm. can be involved in it but we never really imagined that we would expand to do productions or projects where it wouldn't be like we wouldn't be performing in it um so it's really exciting to have expanded to do that and we both have found such a love of just producing and then sitting back and kind of going okay that's done like (laughs) <laughs> now over to the actors, yeah. which is terrifying um, to just sit back and watch and not be able to like fix things in the show, yeah. but also so exciting, so thrilling to just say, my work here is done, over yeah. to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's the, the big picture dream for Lynch and Patterson? Like, is there is there a goal that you guys are working towards? Um, yes, I think, obviously, I think it's continue to do what we're doing now. Um and keep growing and building and building that rapport. And for me, it's always about trust in the audience. Mm-hmm. I think more than anything, it's knowing that the audience can love what they see. The quality is exceptionally high and they continue to come back and the numbers grow and all the rest of it. Um, and then from there, it's really exciting because then you can start to give them audiences. You can start to give them new materials, either with brand new works or lesser known works, but they know that the quality is high and, um, that they want to come see these types of different eclectic shows. I think that's the trajectory, yeah. among other things. And also what we're currently working on, which is um, adding a ballet into our program, we're trying to expand Lynch and Patterson to not just be music or not just be musicals, but also all aspects of theatre because we love ballet, uh, we love yeah. um, cabaret, we love plays. So we really want to get to that point where we could just throw – like anything we wanted to the yeah. program. And I think um, that's it. And as musicians, Sam and I are musicians and that's our first love mm. together. That That's how we felt like going, we have a common ground on this. I think everything that sort of relates to any aspect of music or theatricalness, hence why we're not called Lynch and Patterson Musical Theatre Productions, da 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 yeah. Like it's, that's, we want to be eclectic and diverse and um, have our hands in many jars. <laughs> exactly. 
It was quite an easy transition, Nick, because we're now going to talk about the 2021 season you guys have. And we saw a list that you've got, and all I can say is, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) You have a lot going on this year. Yeah, it's a big year. So it's pretty exciting at the same time, though. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 super exciting. We, um, when planning the season, it was about June last year, we kind of had everything locked in. Um, It was so exciting to be adding such like variety for us as producers and we were like great we've never done a ballet but that's something that Lucas has always dreamed about so Mm. let's figure out how would we even start to produce a ballet so that's been really cool to do something that's so um not from our usual repertoire yeah and then of course we um have put on a return season of Pirates which we absolutely loved doing last year just before COVID shut everything down so we're so glad to be able to celebrate that again and then a bunch of really big musicals which is terrifying and exciting and so oh, absolutely i think it's i think we still chose those productions purely on the basis of going we love them enough and that's why we have to do them i think mm. it's um there was just no other way of doing it we just have to do these shows because we love it so much well speaking you touched then about pirates being your last show before shutting down mm. what's new this time around because pirates is just about to hit the stage again mm. tell us more Give me more detail. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, we start rehearsals for Pirates um, in a couple of weeks, which we're very excited about. Um, there's been some changeover in cast, as would be expected, a year later, but that's fine. We have we get to work with some new phenomenal people um, and, for that matter, some new orchestral, me- orchestral members, so that's always fun. Um, it's We're in a new space, different this time. Last year we were at the Princess Theatre and with some changes this year, we are now going to be at the Twelfth Night Theatre um, on April uh, 16 to 18, um, which is exciting. It's a 500-seat venue, which is great for us. Bit of a step up Yes, us, it is. So it makes it more exciting. exciting. And, yeah. And I think we, we've got some secrets in store for mm. how we're trying to uh, make this version of Pirates bigger than last time, bigger and uh, more exciting, but ultimately the same fun and the same, like, hopefully high quality um, production that we did last year that s- had great success at the Princess. So we're so excited to now transition into a bigger venue and bring it back. And the Twelfth Night is so historic too. Mm. Yeah. So Absolutely. I feel like that in itself brings an extra element. Definitely. Mm. They, Absolutely. They Ooh. definitely have their own kind of fan base that just follow the theatre. So that's super exciting to like find some new people that want to come see yeah. our shows. Yeah. Awesome. Now there are some pretty big musicals, including uh, Andrew Lloyd's uh, Le- Webbers. <laughs> <laughs> it's still You've the morning. It. It's still <laughs> the morning. Just like the barbecue, it's a Weber. Weber. Yeah. What? <laughs> barbecue? Yeah, you know that. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. I don't, <laughs> I don't go near the barbecue though, but um, Jesus Christ Superstar yep. and then the epic Lenders. Well, I suppose what's exciting about JCS mm would be that um, we've totally come to the assumption that we want anybody and everybody to audition for it. Male or female, does not matter uh, at this stage because we want um, there could be a fabulous female Jesus. Controversial. <laughs> Why not? You know, I think it's um, we want to – the story is so diverse. The story is so obviously historically significant. The story would be arguably the greatest story of all time. So I think it needs to be told with that perception that – it's all based on talent and ability mm. who enters the audition room. Yeah, we definitely um, plan to cast this production based on who's the best talent and the best voice for the role rather than how is it typically traditionally cast, um, which is super exciting. We mm. haven't done a production where we're doing gender blind casting, so that for us is very new and exciting. And we hope that 
makes our version of Jesus Christ Superstar something that people have never seen and um, a, just a, a brand new interpretation of the story that everybody knows but presented in such a different way that maybe it brings something fresh to audiences that have seen it a hundred times, um, which is really exciting. And we just can't wait for whoever walks into the room yeah. to get whatever roles they audition for. So that's really, really exciting as a creative team. Yeah, there's no preconceived notion mm. um, or total vision yet on Jesus Christ Superstar in terms of casting and things like that. And in terms of Les Mis, well, I mean, both shows, we just keep getting emails every single day <laughs> going, when are auditions, when's this, when's that, when, you know, when can we apply and all the rest of it. And it's exciting. P.S. We will let you know when auditions will be up. Um, <laughs> it's not going to be a top secret. No, it really isn't. Like, you know you'll know. <laughs> email you guys with the password and then you get a link. Yes. It'll, it's, yes. Um, um, and for Les Mis, we, like, Les Mis is my number one favourite musical. Hence so. why we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just so excited to see what talent is out there again for that because it has been done a few times around Brisbane, not for a couple of years mm. now. I think it was maybe two or three years ago, the last production. Um, so we know that it usually brings people out of the woodwork that maybe don't do shows all the time but have fantastic voices or fantastic abilities. So that's really exciting. Like, mm. we have no idea who's going to walk into the room but we know that it's going to be fabulous, like no matter who it is. So, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's very exciting. Now, Jesus Christ Superstar and Les Mis are obviously not the only big undertakings this year because, Lucas, you have composed Love Struck. Yes. Can you walk us through your creative process? Like how long did it take to write? Where did the idea come from? Give yes, us everything. for sure. Well, I'm uh, still writing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but more so, it, it started about um, two years ago. I wrote it just as a small song cycle uh, for a Valentine's Day show, which was entitled Love Struck, which was um, a conglomeration of musical theatre songs in the first half and the second half was just a, um, a song cycle um, about essentially the ups and downs of life and relationships and um, sort of a satirical commentary on society, essentially. And then that has since developed into a, full st- um, a fully-fledged Cabaret with a storyline following the progression of one person's life and just all sort of circumstantial uh, situations that come from primarily through relationships and modern dating and the kinds of things that we face with day-to-day life about, you know, again, love and death and all these sorts of things. So it's a sort of human kind of approach to it. Yeah. So how did, where did the idea come from, like initially? Primarily it's just me trying to be uh, write uh, silly songs. Um, but in my own personal Thank you for your honesty. Yeah, satirical kind of beliefs that I have and I'm uh, I would not class myself as a cynical person but somehow it's just easier to write those types of songs mm-hmm. but then I thought this had this had legs to follow a specific storyline and I, and that's the other thing with Sam and I is that we love telling stories and for me personally that's my whole belief on producing is that we have to tell a story so when writing uh, a show um, I wanted to have this follow-through storyline that's somewhat episodic but more so just having these events throughout life and having this kind of portrayal through music and story. Incredible. You're also doing, it keeps going on and on. (laughs) It doesn't finish. (laughs) For the first time, Linton Patterson's tribute series with you, Sammy, as Adele. Mm. What was your inspiration for this one? Well, Lucas and I have always talked about 
again, trying to um, keep the catalogue varied, um, adding in pop music, which Lucas is slowly learning to love pop. Mm. Uh, we're getting there. I'm <laughs> working on it. Um, pop music and tribute acts because I think that is such, an, such a fun theatrical venture. Like it is just the same as doing a musical. You're playing a character, but instead you're playing a real-life person and their real music is what you're presenting. So I was always really interested in that concept and – I love Adele. So when we talked about it... Who doesn't though? I know. She has so many great songs. So when we talked about it, I said, we can do it, but I definitely want to do an Adele one. Um, And then we have two other fabulous artists um, who are doing an Ed Sheeran show and uh, Sam Smith show. So starting off the year with the first year of the tribute series with all UK artists to kind of keep that under the same flag. Yeah, but it's very exciting. So we're hoping that that picks up some interest and then we'll look at expanding into some different artists and maybe some bigger acts as well um, moving on into next year and forward. That's so exciting. Yeah, yeah. and such a new idea too. Yeah. I dig it, I dig it. <laughs> Speaking of things that are new ideas, the lives are back. Yes. yes. So can you walk us through it? So it's, it's obviously like an awesome opportunity for Brisbane creatives, but what was your inspiration and how can people get involved? Sorry, that was 16 questions. In no, that's quite all right. <laughs> it came about mainly because we didn't want to ever lose a kind of personal touch from Sam and I. I mean, the thing with we never wanted to be seen as the producers who are always locked away in an office and there's like 65 people in front of us who you'd have to get through first. We always wanted a personal touch with our audiences and obviously Sam and I are both musicians, so we both play on two pianos um, at these performances and do cute little arrangements and things like that, but also to give opportunities to up-and-coming performers who may not be necessarily ready to do a full-stage show, who might be too nervous as an acting point of view, but they want to sing a song, so they apply. And also a great way to just see the local talent, I think. I think it just gives that kind of stepping stone for people who... A lot of the time we get responses going, I haven't sung in like 10 years, is this going to be okay? And we go, of course it's going to be great. You're going to be wonderful and it's going to be a great night and rah-rah. And you can see after they sung the song, the grin on their face that they just go, oh, my God, you know, I've missed this so much. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. And for us, it may seem like nothing, but for them, it's everything. And we love doing that because I think there should be a platform for people who want to perform. I think um, originally we talked about it being maybe like an open mic style, just musical theatre variety, like come in with a song and we'll just give it a go on the night. But Lucas and I could not resist producing it a little. Um, (laughs) So we decided to go ahead and and do the arranging and sort of one rehearsal with the artist before we get into the room on the night and and then put on the two performances because during COVID we could only have a certain number in the venue at a time. So we've kept that model of having the two shows, um, which I think works really well because Mm. then our artists get an opportunity to perform twice in the night and it is also a chance for us to see who's out there and just people that maybe aren't necessarily wanting to audition for our current production but we still get to work with them in this other capacity so we've got such a huge range of people that we get a chance to work with which is so great I think I was trying to work out the other day I think we've maybe worked with close to 300 people Mm. in our company over Mm. the four years that we've been operating, which is really, really exciting. And I'm, I can't wait to meet more. Yeah. Yeah. Just bring bring me more. Keep on growing. Yeah. (laughs) Now, many of your shows have been either rescheduled or cancelled due to COVID. Mm. We say Miss Coco. (laughs) (laughs) We call it Miss Coco. (laughs) How did your company, Lynch and Patterson, adapt in the pandemic? Mm. Because it was very tough for the industry. Definitely. 
Um, yeah. I think that we we took a little hiatus when we, we cancelled everything initially because it was heartbreaking, of course. Like we'd done so much work to plan all this stuff like everyone else in the arts. And then when it just absolutely dropped out, it was very hard to kind of figure out like where can we even go next? We don't know how long this is going to last, what's going to happen next. So then we went into just hard planning mode and we went, we don't know when it's going to happen, but here's all our ideas and let's get those those all planned and sorted. So as soon as the door opens, we're like, great, we're starting with this one and then mm. it'll be this one. So yeah, we did a lot of planning. Um, there was... <laughs> A lot of Zoom meetings. Oh, so many Zoom <laughs> meetings. I'm sick of that. technology for this regard. <laughs> but, I mean, it's fabulous on the one hand, but also, like, yeah, difficult. Um, it's for nice meetings to be face-to-face in yeah, the studio like this. with you guys. Yes. You know, it's, it's so much easier. I think what helps as well, because of live, I think that was a great sort of saving grace for us because that's exactly what we came back with after lockdown. We started with the lives because we knew we couldn't put on a fully staged production because of all COVID rulings at the time and... Um, we needed to get back in touch with the community. And so live was a perfect opportunity to just hear actual live music that wasn't on our phones and it wasn't on, you know, Facebook and everything like that. We can actually go out and have an evening that we once had. (laughs) It's like a little bit of normalcy with a twist. Yes. 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 And you guys are musicians. What made you guys keep busy? Because you weren't really like in this whole studio room, the rehearsal room yeah. and whatnot. So what made you keep busy and making sure you had those skills there? It was tricky. Um, did a lot of like virtual um, kind of jamming <laughs> with other musicians, yeah. which isn't ideal. It doesn't always work. Um, we did a couple of videos as well with mm. our Pirates cast where we got everyone to send in a video of themselves and then compile them all into so we could have like the full number yeah so we tried to come up with some creative ways to yeah. still produce music obviously lucas at the time was writing yeah it so ga- that was it, a good- you know we let's not call it a blessing in disguise but it <laughs> gave me time to write uh, and compose and all the rest of it so i think that was great and piano practice was lovely for a while there. <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah was, to try and be creative less producery more creative mm. um was sort of in that time yeah definitely I um started learning the guitar something I've always wanted to do but never made time for so during COVID I went and saw a teacher because we were allowed one-on-one and yeah just like sort of built up those skills and sort of worked on different voice skills as well just whatever you can do in the comfort of your own home yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I'd love to see you like next year like next tribute series or the year after whenever yeah. incorporate that into yeah that would be cool yeah, whip it <laughs> surprise out. I, have to, I have to do a bit more practice before <laughs> oh we believe in you <laughs> so the, the two of you audition a lot of performers do you have any tips or advice for performers in the audition room my my feeling when I'm on a panel when someone walks in the room I want them to be who I'm looking for like they might feel like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be good enough. But I, if we're auditioning like Jesus, I want the person walking in the first audition to be the Jesus I'm looking for because then our job's done. Like, So I think that feeling of... I'm sorry, there's just an interesting title right there. I just want the person to come in to be Jesus. I mean, kind of, I mean you know, <laughs> sorry. Just <laughs> yeah, it's like, aren't we, all, aren't we all waiting for that? You know? <laughs> Um, but I think it's that feeling of take, take the pressure off yourself as an auditionee because the panel is looking for you to be, like they hope that you are the person they're looking for. They want you to be great. They're, they're rooting for you to, to have the skills that they're looking for. So I think mm. it's that feeling of don't, don't worry about it yourself. Like the panel will take care of 
that stress. You just have to go in there and do what you can already do. And then if that's what they're looking for, that's great. So there's, yeah, I wish that auditionees knew the pressure's off. Yeah. Just come in, have a sing, have a jam, and then if just see what happens. I think it's being (laughs) true to them as well. I think Mm. that sometimes people can come in and think they have to be all this other stuff to assume what the panel wants. And it's just confidence goes a long way. Like, and more so, even if you're not feeling it on the inside, which, of course, no one, everyone hates job interviews. It's no different. <laughs> like, everyone hates being assessed in some capacity. It's the worst. I wish we didn't have to do it, but it's the only way, the only quick way to ensure that we can get a cast or how the processes go. And I think it's it's just knowing if you can exude confidence and you feel confident in what you're doing, I think that goes a long way because I think that's more or less how you're remembered as mm. well. I think the other thing with the auditionees, I would always say do something that you're comfortable with in mm. the audition room. Don't overstretch yourself in the hopes that it goes really well and you're showing something new because the panel will be able to tell whether you're going to be good at something or not. So, yeah, definitely always choose a song or a monologue or a piece that mm. you already know you're going to nail rather than choose something that is a maybe that would, that would be my advice. Mm. Yeah. Actually, just quickly, as both Sam and I are pianists as well, to not stress about the... If you have a live pianist in the room and they absolutely don't know the song and they're going to sight read and they do a shocking job, that, to me, always when I'm on the panel, I don't care what happens if they play mm. wrong mm-hmm. notes and that sort of messes you up. It's how you actually handle from there. And so in those situations, don't hate the pianist just in case if they are having a bad day as well, you know. Well, it's a good interpretation well, of what you would do in, a in live situation. theatre. Yeah. If, mm. you know, Something always happens. If the stage fell over, the set fell, fell over or, yeah. Um, yeah. you know. Something went wrong, like costume <laughs> issue. It's like how you adapt. Yeah, and that's the biggest. Yeah. Cool head in a crisis. Yeah. So. Shows yeah. a lot about your improvisation skills as well. Definitely. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> now, you guys are also training in theatre. Did you guys also receive any advice that you hold to this day? Again, it's a big question. Yeah, it <laughs> is. No, it's great. It's a great one. Not not necessarily outright. I think it's a lot of it's just been learned on the job. And I think for me, it's one, communication is everything. No matter what role you're in, that's something I've learned my entire life. It's um, having a managerial mother sort of also helped as well. Just going, <laughs> that is everything. You know, yeah. communication. If you can communicate... Um, um, everything that's that's goal, and I think it's also just personality as well. I think don't be a difficult person if you can avoid it, um, <laughs> because people remember, and that's the problem. It's particularly in Brisbane. <laughs> it's a small community. It's a very it very small community, and they remember it, and it's just roll off the tongue. Oh no no, don't work with that person. Instant. That's just like great. Yeah. That person doesn't get a job anymore because of this kind of thing. So I suppose it's just communication, and you know, everyone's a delightful person. Um, So I think Mm. just... I think leading on from that, my like motto, I guess, well, it's not really a a saying, but like my approach to working in theatre is I want to be doing this. I want to be here. So when you're having that really awful day and you're just hating everything around you, you're still doing what you want to do. So I think it's keeping that mindset of Mm. I'm putting myself in this situation because I want this thing. So don't let a bad day get you down kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like just remember why you're here and why you're involved in theatre or why we are producing when we're having those really difficult contracts and we're like, oh, should we even do this? Mm-hmm. We just think like, but the 
ultimate end goal is we want to be able to do the show. So yeah. let's work through the problems and then we get this really lovely thing that we want. As an auditionee, I would say some advice that I got is um, there's only one of you and no one else is doing that version of you anywhere. So if you're in an audition, there might be like, there might be other people who look exactly like you, sound exactly like you, but they're never going to present exactly the same version of what you're doing. So just be yourself in an audition. It's it's not worth trying to copycat some celebrity who sings on a Broadway cast recording or, you know, the, the person in, in Brisbane who always gets the roles that you audition for. It's always best to show your true version of yourself rather than trying to emulate someone else. It does, yeah. yeah. It's be a carbon copy. <laughs> now, we always, we don't always, but we, we like to, where we can, play a game with our guests. Oh. Yay! So we've made one up for you guys. It's called Slangs Ahoy. <laughs> Excellent I title. Like, like, I love how we just go nautical. <laughs> always have to have a title. So, <clears throat> Lynch and Patterson will hear a quote or a slang that associates to the world of pirates because oh, what's God. coming up, Pirates of Penzance. Yay! <laughs> the first one... Would you like to make a buzzer or would you like to use your name as a buzzer? Up to you. Uh, name. And yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Are you going to use first names? or because I'm going to say first name because mine's one syllable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably going to go Lynch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, your yeah. one will be? I'll be Sam. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be Lucas. I can just say it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, right. cool. Lucas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a just sounds like, yeah, really bad sneeze. <laughs> oh, no. But, yeah, the first one to say their name as their buzzer and Ooh. guess the correct meaning of that slang yeah. wins a point. So, yeah. first to many. Oh, this is so stressful. Remember what you guys just said. It's about confidence okay. and being who you are. Yes, but we can say this to other people, not ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> the advice you got that yeah. you just spit out Absolute. on the podcast. <laughs> teach, you know, people who teach, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, remember, first, you've got to be the first in with your buzzer okay. All right. and then... Then we're like, yeah. I can just speak. What are you going? Yeah. Oh, or none of us buzz because neither of us know the answer. Yeah. We'll start with an easy one. Okay. Davy Jones Locker. Sam. Yeah. I think it is like the bottom of the ocean. Is it? Yeah. It's, it's close to it. Yeah. Specifically, give us. Oh. Some. Well, in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, that's all yeah. we're going yeah. off. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's like. Um, you go to Davy Jones. Yeah, your Locker. soul gets like taken by Davy Jones. If, or something like that. Which Yay. makes it kind of a... Hell? I mean, that's pretty close. <laughs> we'll give, we'll, we'll we'll give, give you, you a point. point. Yeah, so yes. basically it's a graveyard for people oh. killed or drowned at sea. I'm gonna so hold, the phrase okay. for death or the other yeah. word. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm going to hold fingers up so we know the score. Okay. Oh, okay. But I'm <laughs> winning, just so everyone knows. All right, calm down. <laughs> point to Sam. <laughs> Big number flex there. <laughs> number two? All right, number two. Avast. Sam. Yes. Is that like, I see something or like over there. No. Oh, I think like, oh, actually, I think people have said that over though, there because it's like because that second part. Yes, I'm thinking vast. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, like, vast. vast. Yeah, that's true. Look, yeah. Is it like look up? Look, yeah, or yeah, 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 yeah. to stop pay and pay attention. attention to something. Yeah. yeah, I just saw the first one and it said stop. I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, point to Sam. All right, I feel like I'm winning by default. Mere yeah. <laughs> technicality for sure. This one, yes. if, if you're fans of Pirates of the Caribbean, you'll get this one almost okay. too easy. Dead men tell no tales. Oh, I can't remember the movie. Uh, <laughs> um, so it's basically in the phrase, yeah. you'd say. Yeah. Yeah, like what it's you've, in it. Yeah, you yeah. can't like share your secrets if you're dead. But you've got a buzz in, you've got a buzz oh, in. Sam, yeah, Sam, 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 Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're, like, if you're dead, you can't tell any secrets. So it's like, 
kill him and then yeah. they won't yeah. tell you. Yeah. yeah, it means a dead man cannot reveal any secrets or fact. It was the reason why the pirate didn't like to spare any survivors. Oh. Makes sense. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're 3-0 at the moment, but you've still, yeah. we've still got... Come on, man. You can still take the win. This is why I just conduct the orchestra and they can, actors can do what they want. So, okay, the next one. Next one. Bucko. Lucas, is that, a, is that like a coin of phrase? Is that to someone go, oh, you bucko? <laughs> <laughs> you bucko? Australian sound. Yeah, yeah like, surely, because I'd be like some annoying driver beside you. Oh, this bucko. Oh, this bucko here. Yeah. <laughs> that's the what a t- Yeah, that's, that's how <laughs> I would I use it. I mean, it. I'd be more more profanity than that, but yeah. Yeah. Who are we going to the... No! <laughs> <laughs> is it? would be nice. It's like, it's like a friend, like a pal. Oh, I uh, wouldn't. Yeah. Oh, look at that, <laughs> Sam. You're my bucko. <laughs> oh, bucko nah. goals. <laughs> sure. Change the game, company name to Bucko and Bucko. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it has a nice a, ring to it. Just a bunch of buckos. <laughs> yeah. Bunch of buckos. The sequel to Pirates of Penzance. Bunch yeah. of buckos. Yeah. Okay, I so. Think some, I think you guys might get this one. Yeah. Because basically it's something that we would say as well. It's very like Aussie slang. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> okay, Chelsea, give it a give, Here we go. Dog. Sam, yeah. do you want to use it in a sentence? Oh, yeah. oh, oh you dog. <laughs> <laughs> Stop in the dog. <laughs> Don't dog the boys. Yeah. <laughs> like you're letting the team a, a down. Player? Like you're, yeah. yeah, not being a team player. You've got a, you've got a buzzy. You, Sam, oh, Sam. Sam. Oh, I'm so bad at this game. So I should have got that point because I clearly said players. So oh, we didn't, we didn't give the point oh, yet. Yeah, oh, Lucas, also, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, yeah, not a team player. Is that right? Oh, I'd love that to be um, wrong this whole time. No. Like, <laughs> um, sorry, that it's not the kind. Right give answer. us more. Give us more. Um, uh, like a bad guy. Like. Yeah, yes, yes, there you go. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> okay, next this, one. Do you want to do this one? Yeah. How it's racing. Yeah. You, I reckon you can actually get this one. This one, yeah. Jolly Roger. Lucas, isn't that the um, flag? Isn't that the? Yeah, bing, it's the pirate flag. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I was definitely it. thinking of like an X-rated version of that. So I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> So we're currently 4-1, Sam in the lead. Okay. With two to go, but I think we can make the last one worth a million points. Okay, what? we'll make the last one. Okay. The last, last one? Yeah. Yep, yep. Okay, cool. Last one. We'll make the rules up as we go. Of course. <laughs> you get a cock, you get a cock. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last one. Bearings. Sam, like uh, we're navigating. Where are you going? Like which direction? Yeah. Yep. Location, yeah. So yes. the story ends up being a million and four <laughs> to one. <laughs> Yay! Thank you very much. Sounds about right. <laughs> but if you guys ever want to come back and, and rematch, <laughs> go uh, and study and then come back next year. Right. Yeah. It's funny, <laughs> we actually had to teach study. our cast with Pirates of Penzance. Like, there's so many things in the score that are like, so what does this mean and what's this? I feel like Pirates of Penzance as well is so old now. Yes. Like, it's over 100 years old that the language in that is... It? is yes. Oh, Gilbert absolutely. and Sullivan wrote yeah, in yeah, 1880. Like, yeah, give it a take, yeah. So the language in that... Pirates is very, is very different, different to different to even that now. That yeah. That's true, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Less. Well, we're kind of on the tail end now, but before we start to wrap things up, if people want to keep up with your journeys individually and as a team, what's the goss? Is there a website? Is there a social media? Absolutely. Of course, it's everything and everything. Yes. A bulletin board, perhaps. <laughs> we are Skywrite as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so we have our Facebook page, which is Lynch and Patterson. Um, and then we also have an Instagram, which is at Lynch and Patterson. And then we have a website, which is www.lynchandpatterson.com. And, and with A-N-D, not the little symbol? Yes, A-N-D. Fab. Mm. Yeah. Um, we have recently started a YouTube channel, although it doesn't have a lot of content yet. So once that is has got some more stuff, you might see some more for us from us on YouTube as well. 
Definitely. And of course, catch us here on the podcast yeah. with Playhouse Podcast. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Shout out there. Stop it, you guys. <laughs> now, we're going to ask this question and we ask this question to all of our guests that come on to this episode. Not this episode. Well, this particular <laughs> one. There's more people. Everyone's here yeah. backstage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we asked the ghosts of the Buckos past. Yes. <laughs> so this a is friend. A I got that one this time. Yeah. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> so we ask this question all the time to our guests and we ask this question because Theatre House is the home of theatre. So to you guys, where do you call home? That's interesting. I yeah. think for me, uh, it's been a quote I've heard my entire life um, from family members and stuff like that, that home is where the heart is. So wherever my heart is, that is where home is. And if that is definitely theatre. So whatever theatre I am at at the given time is home. Awesome. That's lovely, Lucas. Yes, the only time I'll be sentimental. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think on a similar note, I think music has always been such a huge part of my life and it's, it's like just my my biggest love so i would just say any like just music is my home yeah lovely <laughs> thank you both for being here with us today and we're super excited to see how this season plays out for you all thank well, you thank so you much for having, for having us, us. Yeah. anytime it is time for our playhouse picks and what better way to kickstart the hottest oh, Oh, hottest shows in Brizzy right now than with Lynch and Patterson's very own production. The rollicking band of pirates are back with their return season of Pirates of Penzance at the Twelfth Night Theatre. This is a musical masterpiece and it is not to be missed. Visit lynchandpatterson.com for all the show info. And in between Lynch and Patterson's full stage production, keep an eye on their website for information on how to audition for their live cabaret series. Gives you a chance to stretch those lounge singer muscles. You've got those muscles, Chels. You should do it. <gasps> no, no, no. No, that'd be so good. You can do it. Do you can do it. You could do, you could, no, I couldn't, but I think it would be really cool if you did. And then we could do like, you, like, that'd be really fun. Yeah. We'll, we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll look into that. We'll look into it. Yeah, we'll give it a go. <laughs> Send us a DM if you would buy a ticket. Now, coming up at the end of the month, one of our roomies, who you may remember from our very first episode, she was our very first guest. Yes. Free language. Her directorial debut opens at La Boite Theatre. And we're really super proud of her and really excited. So please yeah. book a ticket if you can. We're obviously talking about Once on This Island presented by Altitude Theatre. If you haven't listened to our very first episode, you can head back there and get all the, the goss and the, and the deets and the, the juicy details. And the process and, and whatnot and, the process and, and the, like that. the bits yep. and the bobs <laughs> and also hear about Brian Keanu. Yes. I hope he's doing well. Hope he's already on stage oh, busting out some moves. <laughs> Oh, I hope so. Um, but yeah, so we're super excited for Brie. Please book your tickets, laboite.com.au. If you've forgotten how to spell Laboite, we haven't. Check the show notes. I feel like I say that whenever we talk about Laboite. The show is on from April 28th to May 8th. Mate. Mate, like mate. May 8th, mate. Mate, mate. Yeah. Mate. So mate. if you forget when it opens, just you've got about a week before. Mate. Reminds me of that funny Nemo when it goes, mine? Okay, this next one is a little alternative, but bear with me. What do the three following things have in common? Blazers, weather, and comedy. Oh, um, okay. Blazer, maybe it's a cold day. Weather, yeah. cold day. Yep. Maybe so I'm thinking it's a cold, yes. it's like an outdoor comedy festival in winter. I, uh, no? I wouldn't <laughs> say that. Okay, fair. What is it? What is it? 
Well, ABC legend Jenny Woodward has created her own one-woman show which spans her whirlwind life in the business of reporting weather, combining comedy, live music, video projections and a killer script with Jenny's natural wit and charm. Weathering Wall is an 80-minute autobiographical theatre experience. And... What better place to hold this than at the Brisbane Powerhouse? Jenny will be taking it to the stage for one night only on Friday the 23rd of April. Tickets can be purchased at thebrisbanepowerhouse.org. Brisbane Powerhouse is popping off. It should be called the Brisbane Popping Off House. <laughs> that's true. They're so be- every- I feel like every week we have something that's coming up at the Powerhouse. Pop Off House. Yeah. Pop Off House. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to know any of these uh, events and whatnot, uh, Playhouse picks and whatnot, everything will be in the show notes. Don't worry about it. If you can't stand our voice, just go to the show notes and find out. Hopefully you guys don't get sick of us, but yeah, we love you guys. <laughs> Illy and Millie. It's time to wrap up. We're wrapping up. We're wrapping up the episode. Yeah, wrapping up. See, this is what I'm saying. You have to audition for more musical theatre shows because you know what you're doing. Uh, but you should audition for musical theatre shows because you have a beautiful singing voice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Although I think after listening to this episode today, I just want to start my own theatre company. Hey, yeah, just start one together. What would you if you if you were starting your own theatre company? What would you name it? Oh, if like you've got to decide right now. now the paperwork's now, right in front of you. Now, go sign it. Um, C A Company Car. <laughs> Car. Oh, Car. What are you? What about you? No. I don't know. I don't know. I should have thought. I, I do. I always do this to myself. Oh, actually, Curious Collective. Oh. I like that. That's mine. No, no, take no. It. <laughs> you need to write, you actually, what you should do, write it down on a piece of paper, date it, sign it. So it's yours. Don't try to steal it, roomies. Mm-mm. Don't steal it. Mm-mm. It's already Chelsea's. I don't know what I would do. I think I would put my name into something, but yeah. B-E, like that's my initials. Okay, so B-E, yeah. B. B-E on its own, like B. B. <gasps> Bumblebee. No. Well, I like Bumblebee. Like I, I, I always, I have a lot of Bumblebee things because yeah. they're like my... Oh my god, you have a bumblebee. Priya's got bumblebees. Oh, Priya. It's a sign. The sweetest angel. <laughs> it is a sign. Maybe B, yeah, something about something something with B in it. I don't know. B. Like, bum, be yourself. Be be who you be, are. Be yourself production. <laughs> See, because it's actually good, actually. When I, when I put my middle name in, my initials are B L E, which is like bleh. Oh, that's yeah, actually like, cool. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome to blur. blur. It's either like it's either like blur or it's like blee. But I think it's like blur, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So do we? Why like, are we talking about this, by the way? Oh, because you know, like Lynch and Patterson with their company, and I was like, oh, oh we start a company. That was a bit of a tangent there, <laughs> but I'm glad we discussed it. That's a good thing. Now we all know what we want to do for our theatre companies. Now, <laughs> yay! Um, now, don't forget, roomies, you can follow us on our socials. That's just another way of saying socials. Oh. Our socials, Playhouse Pod on Instagram, Theatre House, H-A-U-S, on Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. They're like our um, parents, would you say, Theatre House? Mum and Dad, yes. The, the parentals. Yeah, Mum and Dad, Mum, Mum, Dad, Dad, wherever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be more inclusive here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Do you read me? Well, yeah. make, sure, make sure you check out all the the webs and the the um, pages and the sites and the links and the things. They're all there yes. for you and a special treat. If you want to feature in an episode, head over to the Theatre House website and click on the Playhouse to find out all the info you need there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to wrap it up because it's the end of the episode. And that's what we do at the end. (laughs) And we say goodbye to everybody. Like what we're doing now. (laughs) What's your favourite goodbye song? Bear with me. 
I'll say mine in the meantime. Say it now. I'll have a look at my do Spotify. You, do you, I don't know if you ever heard it at your graduation, but there's the graduation song by Vitamin C. Oh, how does it go? Like, As we go on, we remember all the times oh. we had together. Well, they played it at my preschool graduation back in a long time ago. Yeah. And yes. that's such a good, such a good song. Such a sad song. I know. It actually reminded me of my graduation Ooh. song, which probably might be the good like send-off one. It's called Dancing in the Moonlight. Dancing oh, in that's the a tune. Moonlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Early two thousands banger, isn't it? Or is it older? Maybe it's. Uh, I don't know. I know. No, I like that song. That's a. That's okay. Well, I again, just, we're off a tangent again. <laughs> we can't really play the song because of copyright. But yes. Rumi's pretend you're listening to that song right now. It's like we 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 we. Do you think Lynch and Patterson are going to listen to this and be like, Brooke should be an a cappella person yes, for us? Yes, do it. We 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 we. <laughs> oh, you are. No, 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 no. Oh, so talented, Brooks. Stop it. Oh, keep going. That was my guitar voice. Anyway, that's enough of that. I'm sure you've all heard the musical stylings of uh, so yes. enough from one uh-huh. <gasps> Dearie me, stay safe, have fun, enjoy the next week. Alrighty, we're going to say goodbye now. See you later. See you soon. Bye. Hey ladies, come listen with me, Mixie Plum, as wonderful women I know, or even just met, share their soulful stories and experiences for them and us to all learn and heal together. But in my own riot girl kind of way, you know, explicitly, confidently, and loud. We all want to speak, we all want to be heard, we all want to be understood. Roar more with me and open your lady mouth. Disclaimer, Lady Mouth is also for dudes, too. Uh, That's Not Kind of Productions podcast.